done. And so God's going to move. And uh, I'm excited about it. But how many of y'all are ready for a word, word from God today? How many of y'all? Y'all ready? Y'all ready for a word from God today? Did y'all come ready for a word from God? Because I don't have a message for you today. I got a word for you today. I, 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 I've been in a series for four weeks, five weeks, however long it's been, and my ADHD is going crazy. So I brought you a word today instead of a sermon. I hope you're ready. And so grab your worship guide, open your Bible with me this morning. But I want to start with a question this morning. I want to start with a question this morning. What are you believing God for right now in your life? I want you to think about it. Like if I ask you that question, if we were just sitting down having coffee or having a conversation, and I ask you, what are you believing God for right now inside of your life? Like what is your faith pointed at? What are you seeking God to do inside of your life right now? Over the past, you know, I say over a decade because it makes it sound longer, but in the last decade of pastoring people, I've asked people that question. What do you believe in God for? And you'd be surprised to know that most people don't have an answer to that question. Say, hey, what do you believe in God for? I don't really know. But things are pretty good. This is how we, are y'all, are y'all with me? Anybody else? Can I get a witness? Okay, just say amen. Okay, we're going to do that the whole, for the next 20 minutes, all right? And I ask them, hey, what do you believe in God for? And they're like, ah, I don't know. Can I tell you this morning that, that the answer to that question when I ask you, what are you believing God for? What are you pointing your faith at in this season? What are you, what are you using your faith for? Because you know, faith isn't just a belief system, it's a lifestyle. Right. When faith operates as a belief system, we become religious. When faith operates as a lifestyle, we see things that happen like happened on Tuesday night. Right. What do you believe in God for? It's a powerful question, and the answer to that question has huge implications inside of your life. But I get it though, I was thinking about it this week, like why do most people not have an answer to that question? What are you believing God for? What are you using your faith for right now? The reason most people don't have an answer to that question is the reason that maybe I don't have an answer for that question a lot of times in my life is because life has the ability to poke holes in your faith. Come on, everybody. Life ever kicked you in the teeth? Anything bad ever happened to you? You've been alive for more than five minutes? Seriously. We, we, we get scared to believe God for things because things have happened inside of our life. Oh, we've like prayed a prayer. Prayed my grandma wouldn't pass away, and she did. I prayed this protection over my life, and then, and then they did that to me. I prayed that I, I wouldn't do that again, and then here I find myself doing it again. And so as a result of that, we don't believe God for things inside of our life like we should. Which is one of the most powerful things. One of the most powerful gifts that God has given us is the ability to have faith and believe Him for the impossible. What are you using your faith for right now? Circumstances, if, if we're just real, circumstances have the ability to poke some holes in our faith. People have the ability to poke holes in our faith. I was praying for you this week. Not you individually, because that would take too long. But I was praying for you as a whole. And God told me to tell you that He's not done with you yet. 
God told me to tell you that it may have been hard and it may have been a challenging season in life and you may have felt forgotten and overlooked and that trauma that happened in your life that you thought nobody saw or nobody understands. God told me to tell you today that He has still got His eye on you. He is still working all things together for your good. He's still shaping things. He's still moving. He's still intent on seeing you become the person that God created you to be. He's still the God that says you can believe me for the impossible inside of your life. He's still the God that says, hey, I want you to pray bold prayers and not safe ones. I know I saw you when that happened, but I still want you to come to me and believe me for the impossible in your life. Come on, somebody. To remind you that you're just one encounter away with Him from the embers of that faith that used to be to be reignited and for you to be on fire. Come on, somebody. The faith that we walk in, in our life, it is one of the most powerful gifts that God has given us. I want you to teach you a little bit about your faith. Your faith has the ability to set the tone inside of your life. It has the the ability to set the tone and the feel and the mood inside of your life. Your faith not only has the ability to set the tone in your life, but it has the ability. Did you know this? Your faith has the ability to change the direction of your life. Literally. Your faith has the ability to create an alternate reality that would have been aside from the faith and what you believe God for inside of your life. I want you to know that your faith, the title of the message today is, Your Faith Has Made You. It not only sets the tone, but it literally sets the direction. And so many of us wander around life because we've had so many holes poked in our faith through trauma and addiction and depression and loss and mean-spirited religious church people. And so we wander through life directionless, going through the motions because we've lost our faith. Look at your neighbor and tell him your faith has made you. Your faith has made you. Listen to me. Listen to me. Our faith, the capacity of what we are believing God for in every season. We're believing God for a bus. Come on. But you may be believing God for your marriage to be restored. You may be believing God for just financial breakthrough. You may be believing God for addiction to leave your life. You may be believing God for depression to leave, anxiety to leave, shame to leave, guilt to leave. Whatever you're believing God for, our faith has the capacity. The capacity of what we're believing God for is the gasoline to the engine of what we will accomplish on this side of heaven. And let me tell you this today. If you walk through the doors of this church, God's got some big things for you to accomplish inside of your life. But your faith is the gasoline to that engine. All right, I'm about to blow your mind. You ready? Are y'all ready? Yeah. Y'all in the back, y'all ready? Yeah. I want to show you four different, talking about your faith has made you. Your faith has made you. I want to take you to four different places in the life of Jesus. Four different interactions where Jesus does something but doesn't do something. But I think it's going to show us the importance of the answer to the question, what are we believing God for? Here's the first one. Here's the first one. How many of y'all have ever heard the story of the woman with the issue of blood? 
Okay, if you haven't, there was a woman in the Bible. She was a real woman. This wasn't a story. And she had an issue where she bled for 12 years. For 12 years. Not out of her arm, not out of her leg. Are you with me? You tracking? Okay. For 12 years... She spent everything she owned. She exhausted every resource. She went to every doctor, the Bible tells us. But, but one day she met Jesus. And she meets Jesus and she crawls through a crowd desperate to get to Jesus. How many of y'all know desperate people will do whatever it takes to get to Jesus? Absolutely. And she crawls through the crowd of people. And she says to herself, if I can only just touch the hem of his garment, then I'll be... Talk about some faith. Faith to spend everything you have. Faith to exhaust every resource you have. Faith to go to every doctor after every doctor after every doctor. And then faith to, to crawl on your hands and knees through a crowd just to get to Jesus. Look at this. Look at what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 5, verse 34. This is this interaction between Jesus and her. And he said to her, Jesus said to her, Daughter, read this with me. Your faith has made you well. Jesus did nothing. He didn't spit in the sand. He didn't tell her to go wash in the Jordan seven times. He didn't tell her to spin around and tap her head. He literally said, Your faith has made you. This is powerful. Y'all want another example? The next example is the paralytic. Maybe you've heard this story about the paralytic. There's a guy that was paralyzed. Y'all are slow. <laughs> slow. Without her, I'm not funny. But anyway, he was paralyzed and Jesus was in town. And everyone was gathering at this house that Jesus was preaching at. So much so that there was standing room only. Kind of like how it feels in here most Sundays, right? It's, an, it's annoyingly uncomfortable. Anyway, we have no more room to put people. We just keep adding services. And his friends decide, we're going to do whatever it takes to get our friend to Jesus. We know that one encounter with Jesus could change our friend. So they pick their friend up. They carry their friend across town. They, walk, they can't get in the front door, so they go up the side of the house. They get on the roof of the house. They tear off the roof of the house, which is a criminal offense, you know what I'm saying? Hey, come on, sometimes you need to break the, Lord to get the, healing, break the law to get the healing to come to you, right? Not. Don't do that. I'm saying it's funny. It is a bit, I mean, it was. It is like damage to someone's property. So they tear the roof off the house and these friends lower, lower their, their, their friend. They have so much faith that Jesus is going to heal their friend, so they lower him down in front of Jesus as he's preaching. Once again, Jesus does nothing. And he says this. And behold, some people brought him, the paralytic, his friends, to Jesus. And he was laying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son. Your sins are forgiven. Rise and walk. Didn't do anything. You know, because religion tells us we got to like stand on one leg and hop around and be perfect to have God do something cool inside of our life. But this just shows me my faith has more power than I give it. Come on, somebody. All right, one more example. No, two more examples. Here's one more. The next example, let's see. We did woman with issue of blood. We did the paralytic. We're going to do, what's the third one? What's the third one? Come on, the, the blind Bartimaeus. 
Y'all remember blind Bartimaeus? Son of David, have mercy on me. He was on a two-mile stretch of road from old Jericho to new Jericho. The road was lined with beggars just like blind Bartimaeus, a lot of them suffering from the same eye disease that, that caused blind Bartimaeus to go blind. Yet he was the only one that day that stood up and said, hey, he's here and I'm going to do whatever I can to get what I need from Jesus. His faith was big enough. So what happens? He stands up, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus does nothing. He does nothing. He turns to him. And he says, go on your way. Your faith has made you. This is powerful. I told you I was about to blow your mind. Last one, last one, last one. There's a group of lepers. Leprosy was an incurable skin disease. Caused them to be segregated from normal life. They couldn't be around other people. It was contagious and... And so these ten lepers meet Jesus, and in this, this, this moment that happens, one of them, out of the ten that got healed, came back to say thanks to Jesus. And look at what Jesus says. He says, rise and go. Come on. Now, I do feel like I need to qualify. Your grandma that passed away, the divorce that happened, the prayer you prayed that it didn't work out like you thought it would, is not because you didn't have enough faith. I do not understand how, when, and why God does the things that God does. I don't know. But I do know that there is power, more power, greater power to be accessed through our personal faith and belief in God. Amen, everybody. Amen. Your faith has made you. Are you starting to see how powerful your faith is? Are you starting to see how powerful the answer to the question, what are you believing God for, is inside of your life? Are you starting to see, listen to me, lean in, are you starting to see why the enemy is so intent on leveraging circumstances in your life to steal faith from you? That's why he doesn't want you to have faith. Because your capacity to believe God is literally limitless inside of your life. Are you starting to see that there are no limits? Blindness, lame, leprosy, bleeding. There are no limits to what you can believe God for inside of your life. Hey, your faith has made you. When I understand that, and now you do hopefully, so that was a pretty exhaustive introduction to prove my point. But now that you understand that, that my faith makes me, it changes things in my life. Come on. When I understand that my faith makes me, the limits on what God can do in my life are suddenly lifted. When I understand that my faith makes me, I start to realize that I'm not powerless over the circumstances inside of my life. That I'm not powerless over that diagnosis. That I'm not powerless over this financial situation. That I'm not powerless over depression. Come on, somebody. I'm not powerless over anxiety. I'm not powerless over addiction. I'm not powerless over loss. I'm not powerless over divorce. Am I hit y'all's yet? I'm not powerless over fear. Come on, somebody. I've got power because I've got faith. Yeah, come on. I've got faith. And the good news is the Bible tells you you don't even have to have a lot of it. 
So if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. For one, in these moments we read, faith gave bleeding the ability to stop. For another, faith gave them the ability to walk. For blind Bartimaeus, faith gave him the ability to see. For the leper, it gave him a new life. All four of them had been kicked in the teeth by life. All four circumstances in their life seemed impossible. All four of them left that encounter with Jesus different. Now I know well enough to know that that may be where you are today. Impossible to get over anxiety. Impossible to get over depression. Impossible to, co- impossible to financially recover from this. But I believe you're just one encounter away from everything changing inside of your life. Amen. So, if your faith were here today, which I believe it is, I believe it just showed up. Wouldn't you want what it had for you? Because, you know, faith just don't come by itself. Faith brings some things with it when it comes. Come on, are you all ready? Get your notes out because this is what faith is going to give you. You're going to leave different today. Your faith, your faith, your faith gives you. Your faith gives you the permission to dream. You look at these four people. Your faith gives you the permission to dream. Each one of these people that I mentioned, leprosy, lameness, blindness, bleeding disorder, each one of these people were in vastly different circumstances. Right? Yet each one of them believed there could be a day better than the day they lived in. Come on, somebody. Each one of them saw a day where they were walking. Each one of them saw a day where they could see. Each one of them saw a day where this bleeding issue was no longer a part of their life. Each one of them had the faith to know that they were just one encounter with Jesus away from living the life that they actually wanted to live. Faith gives you the permission to dream about a better life. That's what faith is. Each one of them had a dream that their current circumstances would not define their life. The same is true for you, isn't it? You just think you're different than people in the Bible. I'm just stupid enough to believe I'm not. I mean, they're no different than us in the Father's eyes, these people. If Jesus is the manifestation of God's heart, this is just the Father revealing His nature to us. It's not no more blood. It's not sight. It's not being able to walk. It's not having no leprosy. It's God saying no matter what the condition of your life is, you can have faith and believe in Me and it will change. It'll change. They're no different than us. The same Jesus that healed them is the same Jesus that's here healing today. The same Jesus that that encountered them and changed their life forever is the same Jesus we have access to today. That's why Jesus would give us this incredible example of the power of our faith. Let me ask you this question. What was it that caused you to not be able to dream anymore? To dream of the life you had. You wanted. You want. What what was it? You don't have to answer me, but I want you to think about it. 
Was it losing a job? Was it someone dying? Was it divorce, bankruptcy, addiction, anxiety, depression, betrayal? What was it? And let me ask you this question as a follow-up. How long are you going to allow that to be the determining voice inside of your life? You know what they say when the past comes calling. Don't answer, it ain't got nothing new to say. Today, Jesus came to give you the permission to dream again. To dream of the family that your heart has always longed to have. To dream of the impact that you could make on the lives of other people. To dream again of the business that you wanted to start. To dream again, to, to have the boldness to step into that calling that's on your life. Come on, somebody. To finally have some hope again. Jesus came to give you some hope again today. To give you, that's what faith does. It gives me the permission to dream again. The Bible says that, that faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, faith is the assurance. I'm sure. I don't care. It may not look like it today, but I'm sure. I may not have a clean bill of health today, but I'm sure. I may not have the money I need today, but I'm sure. I may still, I may still be, come on, I may still be on this medication, but I'm sure. I may still be alone, but I'm sure. I may still be not sure, but I'm sure. Y'all getting it? Because it's the evidence of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. That's faith, everybody. Faith gives you the permission to dream. To dream. Here's the second thing. Faith, faith gives you the permission to dream, but faith gives you the, the strength to keep going. Come on, man. How many of y'all need to hear that this morning? You know, the Bible doesn't promise us a pain-free existence. Like I wish it did. Anybody ever been saved for more than five minutes? You know? Like you, you, you think like, once I get saved, then everything's going to be great. Hey, like you're still married. <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. You still have kids. Right? You still like got bills. <laughs> you still got crazy people. You're still crazy. But faith... Faith gives you the courage to keep going. The Bible doesn't promise us a pain-free existence. It, it doesn't promise us that we won't face challenges inside of, of our life. However, that is our expectation. But here's what, what it does tell us. It does tell us that the problems and the challenges that we walk through in our life, they're not for nothing. The, the, the Bible actually tells me through faith that the challenges in my life the challenges in my life actually produce positive things if I let them. Right? James said this, Jesus' little brother. He's counted all joy, brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Not if. He says when. For you know that the testing of your faith, it's going to produce something. This is how having faith gives you a different... Come on, are you with me? Sets the tone. Oh yeah, I may be going through it today, but it's going to produce steadfastness in my life. And when steadfastness has its full effect, I'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So it's almost as if I have to go through this to get to where I'm going. 
It's almost as if this is not, not a derailment. This is just a pit stop on the process of God growing me and blessing me into who He's called me to be. Come on, somebody. This isn't a, mar- this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. The walk with God is not, not easy, but it's worth it. Your faith gives you the courage to keep going. It gives you the courage to keep going. Faith is the reason that I can have joy in the middle of challenging seasons. Because I have faith. Yeah, I know it's dark today, but it ain't always going to be like this. Yeah, I know it sucks today, but tomorrow will be a better day. That's not just wishful thinking. That's speaking faith over your life. The reason that we can keep fighting, keep moving, keep pushing to be all God has called us to be is because we possess faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. hearing. So I want you all to hear today. How many of you all raise your hand if you came came to hear today? Because I came to preach today. I came to preach today. Galatians 6.9 says this, and I, I just, this is just a word for you today. Man, if you're in the middle of it today, and you're, you're, you're just trying to keep going, you're just trying to make it happen, you're just trying to keep your crap together, this, this Scripture is for you. And let us not grow weary in doing what good. For in due season, I will reap the harvest if I do not give up. Come on. Hey, you know what happens? When you don't give up, you grow. When you don't give up on your marriage, you grow. When you don't give up battling anxiety, you grow. When you don't give up battling depression, you grow. When you don't give up and you keep dragging yourself to church every Sunday, no matter what's going on in your life, to small group every single week, no matter what's going on in your life, you grow. Come on, somebody. The Bible tells me that if I just keep going and I don't get weary in doing good, in due season, I'm going to see the things I'm believing God for come to pass. In due season, I'm going to see my family restored. In due season, I'm going to see a day where I don't have to struggle with this thing in my life anymore. In due season... I'm going to reap the harvest. Come on. Your faith has made you. Your faith has made you. Your faith has made you. Go ahead. You know, I like to be honest. About as much as y'all do. (laughs) I like to be honest at times, you know. Uh, I lie to my kids all the time. Do y'all lie to your kids? I lie to them all the time. I just make up stuff. I just make up stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, man of God, your parents are no different. It's, they're lying for good. It's good things we're lying to you about. Uh, there's too many little ones in here. I had a good little run. I could go on after that. But we got we to gotta keep, keep a PG today. All right. Listen, I won't ever lie to you. I was just... Just tell telling a story. Listen, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. 2020 was the worst year of my life. 2020 was the worst year of my life. My marriage imploded. I got fired from my job, which was my life. I lost so many people in my life. So many people I thought were friends weren't. People I thought were family weren't. Just whatever. It is what it is. People will poke holes in your faith if you let them. Then a couple months later, I take my dad to the hospital. And that's the last time I ever saw him. He was my best friend in the whole world. He was somebody that if the world blew up, he'd be right, right beside me walking through the fire. And I'll never forget standing in a little hospital in Fort Smith, Arkansas, 
I'm praying over my dad as he went to be with the Lord, watching the life just move out of him. And I remember thinking, there'll never be... Will I ever be able to like keep going? My marriage is destroyed. My relationships are destroyed. I'm jobless. Now my dad's dead. Remember what I told you about life will kick you in the teeth? Just wait. If it hadn't, it will. But I knew that I knew that I knew that everything I preach is true, that God was not done with me. And that I had, even if I had the faith the size of a mustard seed, that I could continue to keep going. Can I tell you this? Faith gives you, faith gives you the power to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep taking another step, to know that this is about as bad as it's going to get today and it's only going to get better. Come on, somebody. Faith, faith. I don't want to pretend like I know what you're going through today. But what I do know is that your faith is going to give you the strength to keep going today. To keep moving. To keep fighting. Faith gave me the courage to keep going. Gave me the strength to keep going. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. And of all the things, I pray this is what really changes you this morning. Faith gives me the courage to start over. Faith, your faith will give you the courage to start over. You know, one of the things that we fear the most, and I'm waiting on your amen, okay? One of the things that we, wait, that we fear the most is starting over. We will stay at that crappy job that we hate. We will stay in that relationship that's abusive. We will stay in that relationship with a, with a person in our life who's just dragging us down into the pit of despair. We will stay in that addiction, in that depression, in that anxiety. We will stay in that because we've convinced ourselves that starting over is more difficult than actually living in, in the bad place we're in today. Am I right? Are y'all just like me? The devil we know sometimes feels like it's better than the one we don't. Right? We're so scared to start over. Faith gives you the courage to rip the page out of the book and start over. Faith gives you the courage to start over. To be something new. To be something changed. To be something different. We allow the enemy and religion to convince us that our current circumstances are our identity. We allow the enemy and religion to convince us that our trauma is our identity. That our childhood trauma is our identity. That our relational trauma is our identity. We allow the enemy and religion to convince us that our mistakes are our identity. That the current situation we're in today is all it will ever be. But faith shows up to say, I can see a new day. Faith shows up to say, man, with Jesus and one encounter with Him, everything can change. Faith shows up to say, to speak things as not as though they were. Faith says, say to this mountain and be removed and cast into the sea and don't doubt it in your heart that it'll happen. Faith says you could do the impossible if you can believe Him for it. Come on, somebody. Not only does faith say that, but the Bible says that in 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul gives us this powerful thing. 
All of you who are afraid to start over today, start over in your marriage, not with a new one. (laughs) To start over in the negative cycles you have in your life, the negative patterns, to start over in sobriety, to start over... To start over with what, what depression and anxiety have inside of your life. To all of you who are afraid to start over because, because, because that might be harder than what you're living in today, the Bible says, therefore, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. God, the new is coming. All of this is from God. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled Himself to us. Gave me the ministry, the ministry gave us the ministry of reconciliation. It's never too late to allow your faith to encourage you to start over. It's never too far gone to allow your... You're never too far gone to allow your faith to give you the courage to start over. Hey, listen. Listen to me. You never know what's on the other side of that starting over. 246 people. The fastest growing... Church in Western Oklahoma. 31 college students. 24 baptized. Your, and I ain't saying this because trust me, I am nobody. But you're sitting in the evidence today of someone who had the courage to keep going. Of someone who had the courage to start over. Can I tell you men, it's never too late to start over. Matter of fact, when we started New Life Church, we started it with the tagline, it's never too late to start a new life. And the good news is is that God loves you and He got you all the way through your life to get you into this moment today. This isn't just happenstance that you got yourself into the house of God today. Because here, I understand the gravity and the weight of what you've walked through to get to this place today. And it wasn't easy and I know that. And I'm sorry that Religion has hurt you and people have hurt you and, and your, your hopes have been let down. But, but I want you to know there's, there's a good Father that's here for you. And He loves you and He cares for you. And He came to reignite your faith this morning. So why don't you do this just all across this room? Why don't you bow your heads with me this morning?